that, baby! But here, I've met a lot of people and I've played some too. And there's one thing I know, people like to talk. <laughs> it's the Spudcast. That's where you at. Hey, where you baby? How y'all making this evening? Thanks for joining me here on the Spudcast podcast while I'm talking out my ask with Sheriff Joel Pinto of Jefferson Parish. Just a nice, casual, happy conversation. How's things going with him? How things going with the parish? So stick around. Joel Pinto, right here on the Spudcast, right after this. Well, it finally looks like we're going to be spared the COVID lockdown this summer. Of course, there's other medical needs besides the big cootie sprains, breaks, stitches, pink eye, bug bites, sunburn. Some of these can be diagnosed and treated over the phone with telemed. But whatever your malady, Rapid Urgent Care is open 365, even on holidays, ready to treat you quickly and professionally. Whether you're on the North Shore or the South Shore, summertime bobos don't stand a chance at Rapid Urgent Care. Just go to rapidurgentcare.com for the address and number of the clinic nearest you. That doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called Home Team Elevation at 504-301-1222 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home Team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the Home Team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. All right, so I'm sitting in the Royal Blend. Free plug for them. Uh, so if it sounds a little echoey in here, that's all right. But talking to uh, Sheriff Joe Lapinto, who, you know what? It's 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 very hard to tie you down. I wonder why. Uh, it's not like you ain't got nothing to do every day. But you know, on the rare occasions that I get to actually interview you, I got to say, it's it's a it's a pure pleasure because you're the happiest sheriff that I know. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoy life. I go to work every day. I deal with problems. I try to fix the problems and. Uh, yeah, as I said, I, I, that's one of my, I guess, famous sayings. I'm enjoying life, and, and that's what you're supposed to do. I guess so. Especially you too. You got a happy family. You got a good gig. You got a lot of respect from the neighborhood. Um, I don't know why anybody would ask for anything else, huh? And, and I'm not. You know, the, the truth of it is, I'm very happy. I mean, look, the come from where I came from as being a deputy on the street. Never in a million years did I expect to be sheriff. Uh, you know, obviously, the, the citizens of Jefferson Parish have given me that opportunity, and I, I respect it. Why, why did you decide to run in? If you, you never know, thought I, you were going to be the sheriff. I, I can't say I decided to run. I mean, let's face it. I, I had done things in my career, um, whether that was taking a chance and going to law school, um, mm-hmm. uh, being elected to the state representative, being a, the chairman of criminal and, justice. And coming out of there not snake bit, because that's a snake bit of right. that. And, and gave that up voluntarily. Look, I came back to the sheriff's office, which I love. Um, you know, I was... Really just thinking, okay, I've got eight years in a pension. I'll come back as the attorney for a few years. That'll get me vested. And then, you know, who knows where, the, where it'll bring me. Uh, obviously, Noel Norman, you know, recognized me as being a future person to be able to run this department and run the, the agency that we have in front of us. Uh, I can't say it was something that, okay, why did you decide to run? Literally, we went to dinner one night, and I was the chief deputy, and he decided that he was going to take the position with WWL, and, and, and I was becoming the sheriff. Whether you liked it or not. Whether I liked it or not. And and, and my wife's uh, you know famous comment was, you only brought one bottle of wine? I mean, this was a, a shock <laughs> to us, right, you know, when, when it happened. Uh, you know, but the, the fact of it is, is, you know, I've always done what, I've, what I do is I put my qualifications out there. This is who I am. Uh, if the people of Jefferson Parish want me to be sheriff, I'm going to be qualified to be sheriff. I'm going to try to make the best decision every day. 
Uh, I'm going to, you know, do things on, on behalf of us that, you know, hopefully will, uh, you know, be the right decisions, right? I mean, look, and I don't make the right decision every time, but I, I think I make them most of the time. And, and right. I, I go to work and, and, and do my best. Well, what, the right decision is, is subjective. I mean, you can make the right decision for half the, the parish, or I mean, to make this decision you got to make. Correct. A lot of people, you're gonna, no matter what you do, you're going to piss off somebody. No doubt. It's, it's going to happen. It's just a big, how many people are you going to piss off and, and how vocal are they in their pissed offness? I mean, do you, I know there are people who complain about different things that, that you do. I know, there, I know there are people out there banging a drum for you to have, you know, cameras on your deputies. You and I spoke about that briefly before. It's like. Yeah, it, look, I've always supported cameras. I, you know, I've never been not supportive. I have a budget. I, I, the, the reality of it is, is we are not as funded as other agencies are. Do, do the math on this. I mean, compare us. Our jurisdiction and unincorporated Jefferson is about the same as the incorporated New Orleans. New Orleans has two different agencies to handle their jail and their policing, the NOPD and Orleans Parish Criminal Sheriff's Office. If you combine the budgets of those two organizations, it's $256 million a year. 256 million? 177 with NOPD and million? 77 million for that. Why right? are they so short-handed? Well, it sounded to me like they got some do re me. Jefferson Parish is two, compared to 256 is 126. We're doing the policing for half the price, right? And and, and truthfully, where it's caught up is my deputies. Um, you know, the salaries in New Orleans are a big part of it. They, they pay a lot more money. The starting salary of a, a person in New Orleans is about $52,000 a year. Uh, if for, a rookie, for, they a rookie, gonna, for a rookie? For a rookie. 52. And then for a college degree, it's about 54000 a year. In Jefferson Parish, it's thirty-eight. Uh, you're talking about a $14,000 difference on every policeman that, that, that's in Orleans Parish. And look, they deserve it. Uh, under the environment that we work in, uh, I'm, not, I'm not downplaying. They deserve that. But we've done a very good job in Jefferson Parish of keeping up with technology, leveraging technology, uh, having our own crime lab, uh, having a nice fleet to be able to get around, uh, having the tools on our belts to be able to fight crime. Uh, where we haven't done a great job on is funding our police officers, right? And and so the reality of it is, is we're kind of behind on that. We've got to, you know, try to make changes to catch it up. And, you know, that's budgetary decisions that I've got to deal with. And let's face it, they're not fun. I mean, no. you know, people are like, oh, you got a great gig, Sheriff. No, look, let's face it. The, the sheriff's well, the, the, the image wise, the, you got a great it, it, right, correct. Yeah, okay. but, but, but I've got to go to the office like everybody else, and I've got a stack of paperwork on my desk that's contracts and health care benefits and everything else in between. And to, to run a 1400 person, 126 million dollar uh, budget, you know, and, and that's the decisions that I've got to make of what are the decisions that we're going to make today that are going to affect the policing of tomorrow and the next day. How do you okay? Let's just say I got a magic fairy dust wand and I can wave it over you. And without being greedy, how much more money do you want? How many more officers? How many more deputies do you want? And how, what do you want to you pay know, them? Truthfully, I, I, I like the, the makeup of what we have. It's the paying of them. Um, to, 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 get, to put it in perspective, just to get me to compensation of what Kenner makes and West Wego makes and that type of stuff is a 20% pay raise. Um, a 20% pay raise across the board in Jefferson Parish is about $20 million. Um, you know, so it's like $20 million a year, yeah. right? And, and so, you know, I, I, we, are, we are healthy on the Sheriff's Office finances. I've got a fund balance of $70 million, but I certainly can't go pay $20 million in extra salaries. 
three yeah. and a half years from now, that fund balance is gone. And when we have a storm, I need that fund balance to be able to pay the, the bills while everybody else is working and we're not collecting yeah, any right. revenue. People right? don't understand yeah. that when yeah. the storm hits like that, yo, y'all show up, but that gas got to get paid for somewhere, the Correct. repairs, the yeah. overtime for the deputies and everything else. And and we've been able to decrease certain things. Uh, I turned, you know, the budget that I inherited four years ago was about a $3 million deficit. Uh, I turned that into a $1.6 million surplus over, over the last few years. I uh, gave that surplus to our correctional officers uh, in the form of raises just recently. Yeah, I heard they, about they, that. They desperately need it. I read that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I'm working in the right direction, but truthfully, it's just not coming fast enough. You know, you got less people that want to uh, be policemen. They have more options in this society. Um, you know, if you want to work, there's plenty of jobs available. Yeah, you know, so well, you, yeah, and they're having jobs there, too. But right. also with all this... How, I mean, how is this defund the police movement you affecting know, Jefferson Parish? I don't think it affects us necessarily in Jefferson Parish as much. Um, you know, look, I, I would have about 100 people apply for an academy years ago. Uh, we have, in, say, about 70 in our last academy. Out of the 70, you know, maybe 45 were acceptable candidates, and we, we accepted 25 into the academy mm -hmm. um, to, to go through. Is that academy. the average size? That's about what size of my academy is, where before I'd have 100 applicants, I'd have 60 qualified candidates, and we'd accept 25, right? And so uh, getting recruits for certain positions like that are, are one thing, but being able to fund them or give them a 20% raise of which they need, I'm losing people now to go to other agencies. Where, where yeah. Jefferson Parish used to be, we'd be able to pull them in for other agencies, right? I've got people that are going, you know what? Livingston Parish looks good. The cost of housing is a little bit less out there. I can move out there. I don't have to pay, you know, Catholic school tuition for my kids. And you know what? I can go make the same amount in Livingston Parish. Well, Livingston Parish used to be 20% less than us, right? You yeah. know, and, and now now that they're equal to us, you're getting more bang for your buck out there. And when they're shorthanded, they're going to start pulling from me, whether it's state police, whether it's, you know, different agencies. So you look, you're losing good people that are going to other agencies to, to do still police work. How many police officers, in your estimation, actually start and end their law enforcement careers in the same agency? Um, I would say the vast majority uh, do. You know, you, you have some that bounce around, but the vast majority will start and end or start in law enforcement and get out altogether and go mm -hmm. to something else, right? Um, you know, I don't, we don't have a bunch that, you know, I'm probably, I normally have more people coming through an academy with JPSO than I have transfers coming in from other agencies. So I guess that's a, a way to answer. If somebody that. transfers, what what kind of training do you need to give them? Or depends. Post so, so that post certification obviously gets them in the door, uh, but then we're still going to put them in a field training officer program uh, to you know learn the policies and procedures of the sheriff's office, learn the different equipment uh, that we have on the sheriff's office. Uh, the different programs that we use, but uh, obviously each person is a little bit different. You know, if you've got a seasoned detective coming from a, you know, large agency that has dealt with this, they're going to have less training than somebody yeah. that, that you got you know, some homicide detective who's got like a, a bunch of you know, right. bunch of success. Then you're pretty much okay. Yeah. What, what is their training going to be? Two weeks? It could be a couple of weeks, three weeks, whatever the case may be. Right? You know, I mean, just uh, depends on how quick they catch on. Well, what kind of training are we talking about? Just literally because. Every agency has like different equipment, like some use different weapons, some use different... Yeah, it could be just a report system. How do you upload the report? Say so you're logging on. Just all those different things that, you know, our report, our report is different than an NOPD report. That may, may include the same information. Yeah. The narrative may the, be the same information that they're but writing the in the lines, but in the way it's actually, you know, what, what are the certain codes that you need to, you know, put in, plug in, and do all those different things, right? Yeah, I once spoke to a, 
Uh, who was it? Uh, is it Michael Glasser? He was the president of Pano, I think. And I was interviewing, this was years ago. And I asked him, I said, what is the most important tool that you guys carry? And he pulled out his ink pen. And he said, this, yeah. a pencil, right? How to write a really, really good report. And he goes, they don't really teach report writing. It's like one, one day of report writing. And that should be, they should do that every day because those reports are what keeps whether or not the DA is going to reject something or take something, you know, is, is based on, on your ability to actually dictate that. Is that more important than, than cameras? So our, our main, our main um, test to be accepted into an academy is a writing requirement. I can teach someone to be a policeman. Uh, I can't teach someone someone to write. And so if the schools didn't do a good enough job, you know, high schools didn't do a good job to, keep, to teach somebody to be able to write, uh, it's difficult for me to train that in academy. Uh, mm -hmm. During an 18-week class, where I'm trying to teach uh, tactics, I'm trying to teach writing. You know, I can't teach the the, the actual writing portion. Yeah, you know, I got and, you. And, and that makes a big difference. So uh, that's one of our our main tests of when you're actually applying for academy of whether you qualify to get into our academy. So, so you got enough deputies. You're good with 1,400. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm good with the amount of deputies. I, but like right now, we're shorthanded. Uh, so I'm, I'm good with the amount of funded deputies, uh, you know, but I need I need to be able to fill the funded spots. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the difference. And and we're getting to a point on the road. It's not um, it is not extreme. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we may be short a backup unit. We have to pay an overtime person for a backup unit that yeah. uh, a correctional center is pretty bad. Um, I mean, we're, we're short. Uh, in fact, uh, we have uh, just required overtime of all of our deputies, including myself. I don't make overtime, but. Uh, everybody's doing one or two shifts in the jail to give to give you know a little bit of slack to the correctional officers that have been having to work you know 12 16 hour days you know yeah. to, to be able to fill the shift so now I have all of my post certified deputies actually taking shifts in the jail including my commanders including myself uh, you know I'll go in there and work a pod for a day um, in order to you know to make sure I look I don't you know, I don't. I don't make them do anything. Nobody gives you any do. grief though about when you, you know, walk in there. That, that, no, they will. I mean, but the fact of it is, is uh, you know, look, the, the jail is not always the easiest environment. I mean, you can't bring cell phones in, can't do all the different things, you know, because of the the risk that takes that comes in place. But um, the fact of it is, is you know, that's a responsibility of the sheriff's office. I take it seriously. And and look, we're not going to hire an extra hundred people tomorrow in this economy, in, in this environment. And so I've got to make changes that are sometimes difficult. Uh, they're not fun, but you've got to, you know, got to get the job done. Yeah. Well, at least you do it yourself. So you can't, you know, it's one yeah, of them gigs right. where I do it, so you do it. Yeah, correct. And, and look, they can complain. I know they will. But the fact of it is, is look, I, I, as I said, I'm not going to ask them to do anything that I won't do myself. You know, we, we can get through it together. All right. We're going to stop for a second here when we get back I want to talk about the holidays that are coming up Black Friday is gonna be coming up pretty soon a big shopping day but also I mean I, I'm, I'm just wondering how desperate you think people are gonna be not only because you know it's a bad economy but also because there ain't as much stuff out there to buy if you do have the money and I know I always see these stories about people fighting over the tickle me Elmo doll or something like that so your advice for the people at this holiday season considering how different the world is right now talking to Sheriff Joe Lapinto here uh, at the Royal Blend. Another free plug for them because they do make good coffee. Back on the Spudgecast right after this. Hey, guess what? The pandemic's finally winding down. Looks like you might get to go on a little vacay, but where are you going to go? 
I got an idea, go fishing. Get yourself a licensed and insured fishing guide at lasaltwater.com. They got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. At lasaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos of all the happy fishermen and women and kids and don't be the one that got away. Go to lasaltwater.com and book your charter today. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, and that means hurricanes and heat. So how are you going to handle it this year? How about with a brand new whole house generator and an upgraded AC system from Serentine Refrigeration? My power went out during Hurricane Zeta for 10 whole seconds. Then my Serentine service generator kicked in. We were even able to run extension cords to the neighbor. And Serentine will keep your AC running smooth and cool even in the dead of August. Call Serentine today, 504-833-8831. 833-8831, tell them Spud sent you. And we're back talking to Sheriff Joe Lapinto, who, uh, you got some kind of, like, I'm going to do this gig till I'm 60 and quit, or are you, are you yeah, doing I mean, the you know, look, right? I, I mean, the reality for me is I'm, I am, uh, I'm a long-termer from the standpoint of being sheriff. I've got no ambition to go, uh, when are you going to run for that? I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy, uh, myself. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do the best job. I, I'll, I'll be in office. I'm still young. I'm only 45 years old. Oh, Lord, uh, I yeah, got shoes yeah, older than yeah, you, exactly. man. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I, I don't, I don't foresee myself going anywhere too soon, uh, uh, the truth of it is, is, you know, because I had left the sheriff's office, you know, the most of the people I went through the academy with have 24 years in the pension. Well, I've only got 12 or 13 now, yeah. uh, you know, because uh, I, I left and obviously been out of that pension system. So I've got plenty of years to go, uh, you know, what, another 17 years to get maxed out on the pension. You know, I mean, the, the, the fact of it is I'm in no rush. I plan on being here for a long period of time if the people will have me and uh, you know what kind of competition you have usually you know I, you know I don't know I mean the fact of it is is if I do my job right you know hopefully you have no competition if you if but yeah I, I'm realistic I, but I don't play the political game I mean let, let's face it I, I uh, you know I don't make my decisions based off of what the politics are uh, I make my decisions what I believe is right, what I can put my head on a pillow at the end of the day and, and, and yeah. make, make, make a decision and say, you know what, this is the right move or not the right move. Uh, I'm comfortable in my own skin. If I, if I, you know, if I lost the sheriff's office tomorrow, I can still go practice law. I can go, still, I can go be a policeman. I can go be a mechanic. I can, I can do something. I couldn't do I, I can, stuff. I can go do stuff to make a living, right? Yeah. And, and, well, and so, you know, from from my my perspective is, um, you know, I'm I'm going to do my best job not to embarrass the citizens of Jefferson and make sure my my men and women are doing it right. All right. Well, let's start doing some things right. It is. Uh, that time of year where people go cuckoo in the malls and they order a bunch of stuff online. Uh, I, I usually talk to you or somebody in your line of work about how people can protect themselves. This year is strange because of uh, the, the pandemic from last year, so that was a big difference. A lot of stuff had stuff delivered. The porch pirates went cuckoo. This year's a different story. The malls will be back open. Uh, more people will be going out. The, the people who push Shop local. I'm going to be interviewing them. I'm sure probably two weeks from now, uh, encouraging people to do that. But the fact of the matter is, every time this comes around, there are people who it's it's almost it's almost like the Christmas shopping season is like a catastrophe because it brings out the crooks, you know. So it's, it's I say they're always there. You have more people. Uh, and, and, uh, more victims out there? Well, you got more people, more victims, so you have more controversy when, when people are around. I mean, the malls are going to be a lot more crowded. When you think about the thousands upon thousands of transactions that are going to happen in the mall every day, that nobody's going to be a victim of crime. Yes, true. Um, but when it does happen, 
we all know about it. It's a big event, you know. Let's face it. And if an armed robbery normally happens in Jefferson Parish, it's not in the newspaper anymore. Then, you know, murder may be in the newspaper, but an armed robbery is not going to be in the newspaper, right? Now, it is on social media. Somebody saw some. So it doesn't make so, the paper. So, it's going to make so, some. So, so now everybody knows. Oh, we had an armed robbery at Lakeside Mall. You know, the reality of it is, if you look at our numbers. And, and, you know, I was actually listening to a show earlier uh, that, you know, talked about perception of crime. You know, over 50-something percent of the people believe that crime is on the rise. In Jefferson Parish, crime is actually down. Been down for years. and, and Crime going, across you know, the board? Crime across the board. I mean, you know, it, uh, my, my theft crimes are down. My burglary crimes are down. My armed robberies. That burglaries actually took a hit this year because of, of, of Hurricane Ida. Yeah. We had a spike uh, because of burglaries. Yeah, but, but, I mean, I'm looking at just the numbers. Our crime is down. Now, I'm not unrealistic to believe that people's perception of crime is up. You know, people's yeah. perception of crime is certainly up. Well, I think people, the perception of it is like in my neck of the I mean, I live on the same two-block-long street as the district attorney. Right. And we had an armed robbery. It was a few years ago, but it was like right across the street from the district attorney. So now we're going like, oh, my God, my neighborhood ain't safe anymore. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> that was a fluky thing. Uh, correct. And, and so the difference before is you never had the knowledge. People have more knowledge today than they've ever had before. You know, and, and so... Uh, when you look at our numbers and you look at the people on the street, the, the, the way that we're fighting crime, um, we're doing things right, but people have more knowledge of it, right? And so, you know, there's things you can be safe going to a mall, right? You know, look, is it safer in the day than it is at night? Yes, but think of how many thousands of people are going to go there at night and going to be able to walk away and go to their car, yeah. you know? Can I give you tips? Of course I can, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, I know all the tips. It's, it's like, a, don't... Don't go alone. Well, don't, don't carry all kinds of bags out to your car. But even if you carry them out to your car, you know, we'll probably have somebody to get followed home from a mall and get robbed in their driveway. Now, how many other people drove home from a mall and got, you and know, didn't. went to and didn't, right? Yeah. But, but we'll yeah. probably have that, and it'll be a big story. What can you do to try to prevent that? If you really are that worried about it and want to prevent it, you know, look. There's not much you can do when you're driving down Veterans Boulevard to see if somebody's following you. There's too many cars. But when you pull in your neighborhood, most of the time you're the only person on the street. Yeah. If there's a car that pulled into the neighborhood behind you, maybe go around the block. See if they see, follow you. See if they follow you. You know, yeah. go around the block and come back to your house. And then look, if they were going to the neighborhood for a regular reason, they're going straight and going to their house. You make the block, you come back. Now, okay, nobody's following you anymore, right? Yeah. Um, the chance of something that happened is very slim. But it's, it's tips that you can put in place in order to make sure you protect yourself a little bit further, right? And so th those are certain things that you can do uh, in order to, to you know, prevent you from being a victim of crime. But when you think about the mass amount of people that are going out there, um, you know, the, the, the crime is just not prevalent. Yeah. Uh, now, we, we deal with the porch pirates, right? You know, what can you do? I mean, look ring cameras make it great for us right you know we, we yeah bring, it just takes a picture of them stealing stuff off my porch it doesn't keep them from but it also it. if you're doing it correctly if you're really trying to prevent it you know you're going to get a notification and when the ups driver the fedex driver gets there you know now if you're home you can go get somebody to go get it off the porch if you're not home you can you can do things you can put a lockbox, you know on, on your porch yeah. bolt it down to your thing if you know it or you, you could, or you could like have deliver them, it to your house. I mean, deliver it to your deliver office. It, yeah, get you a know, post so, office box at the UPS store and have them deliver right. it there. So th there's all things you can do to prevent that. But, you know, th those are the things that we, um, you know, we want to be able to have the information. We want the ring cameras. Because let's face it, if I know that, uh, you know, gray Chevy Malibu is going around stealing 
vehicles, I mean, they're sailing uh, uh, packages yeah. all over the porch. We're going to be out there looking for that gray Chevy Malibu, you know, to, to be able to try to make that happen. Yeah. So I want the information to be able to do it. Unfortunately, the sheriff's office is never in a position to prevent crime. We're Not unless a, you're right there when it happens. We're in a position to solve crime. And what we pride ourselves on the sheriff's office is we try to solve crime quickly to prevent the next crime from happening. I, I may not be able to get that porch pirate the moment they make a decision to steal the first pack, package. But if you call the police and you give me the information, I'm going to do my best to try to identify it, go to my ALPR cameras, identify it by a license plate, go make an arrest, and prevent that person from going to steal the second, the third, and the fourth package. Yeah. And, and that's the difference. But we're only as good as the information that we're getting from the public. If we show up on a shooting and so nobody says, hey, I don't know what happened, I didn't see anything. What, what evidence do I have to prosecute it, right? And that's the difference. You've got to be able to have the evidence to prosecute it. The sheriff's office is, is most of the time not present for when a crime exists. We show up afterwards and try to attain information for us to be able to prove a case. Yeah. Well, that's just it. I yep. mean, you can't be everywhere. Yep. At, at once. And, then, and that's where the old saying comes, where, where's a cop when you need one? Well, yep. they, I got a cell phone right here. Right. You know. I'm going to ask you one other question, and this didn't happen in JP, this happened in, in, uh, in Orleans Parish. I was coming back from Mobile, and there was this guy just weaving all over the road. He was obviously drunk, and I, you know, I called 911, spoke to NOPD, and I told them that I was following him. I said, I don't want to get too close, but I want to get his license number, and they said, don't follow him. Going, I'm not following him like I'm going to chase him down. I'm just trying to get y'all the information to go. This is the guy. So for when he gets off the interstate, here's his license plate number. Y'all go see him. Don't don't follow him. Back up. Stay away. I'm going. Then it sounded to me like they didn't want any information. No, but and look, it's it's, it's always that catch twenty two. We have the same the same thing. People call us for speed and they're doing there, that type of stuff. I don't want you or anybody else to put yourself at risk in order to try to do it. And the truth of it is, we're never going to catch up. You know, people's belief of oh, I called nine one one and police magically appear. That's not the case, right? No. If we, if we pick up the phone right now here at 911 and say, there's a car that just ran the red light at the corner here at whatever street this is in Metairie Road, right? By the time my dispatcher says, okay, what's your name? Spud McConnell. What location? You have a description of the vehicle? Yeah. What, what's the license plate number? Yeah. Okay, now they hit send. And they hit send and it goes over to the dispatcher. The dispatcher needs to then read those notes and then say, one Alpha 2, copy traffic, one Alpha 2. Uh, they had a car that ran a red light over here at such and such and such and such, right? And then what, what happens is, is one Alpha 2 happens to be at Bonneville and I-10. Yeah. By the time they, that car gets over here, where's that vehicle at? Long gone. It's long gone, right? Yeah. You know, so what people's perception of how police work was and what reality of it is, is there's no way for me to go chase after it because you're always two or three minutes behind. But if I give y'all all that information and, you know, like, okay, maybe not running a red light, but a hit and run. If I give you that information. If you give me a hit and run, like, a, you know, okay, now I have a license plate to be able to do it. But to, to, to I need to observe a traffic violation to be able to write one, it means I need to catch up. I can't, I can't, if you have an actual crime, of course I certainly want the license plate number, right? Yeah. Um, but when you're dealing with traffic violations, I still need to catch up and observe that. I can't, I can't give somebody a traffic ticket for speeding because somebody told me that they were speeding. 
Okay. Somebody was uh, swerving, right? So that there is a difference, you know, from that standpoint. Okay. Uh, so if, if it was a hit and run, somebody hit him and said, "Hey, I just saw the vehicle that 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 hit this thing and the license plates one two three ABC." Certainly, we're going to take that information down, and NOPD would do the same thing. But when you're talking about traffic violations, we're we're not going to be it's, able to even dispatch to be able to catch up to it. But if saying. but if um, I'm running out of time, sure. If I give you that information, it's just like. Uh, if you have something that constantly goes on in your neighborhood that isn't quite, really quite a crime, it's on the cusp of it, but it happens a lot, you want to make, you want to have a paper trail going along, correct? It depends, right? I mean, I mean, the answer is I don't, I don't we have had a, a mind. Peep in time, I, that's what I. Oh yeah, about. absolutely. I mean, look, we got a call just the other day at one of the schools that you know there was a kid across the street, and and just staring at the kids when they came out. I mean, that's what it was. We were staring at the kids when they came out. People saw it, looked weird. You know, principal kind of went over there, and, and the person took off on a bicycle. Yeah. Well, sure enough, two days later, the kid's back again. A policeman went out there to stop him. Didn't know if it was a peeping Tom. Yeah. Didn't know what the, you know, it ended up being an autistic kid that just had yeah. some mental problems. And, you and know, just, and, yeah, and, and, and it, it, but we just, we didn't know that. You don't know you until know, you get there. Right. And, 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 you know, we've got to get out there and kind of figure it out. So we want to be able to have the record, but not, not everything turns into a crime. True. Well, you got a gig that I don't want. <laughs> You're safe from me the next time it rolls around. Anyway, thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. Have a happy Thanksgiving and a happy Christmas season. And uh, I hope, uh, frankly, I hope it's the most boring holiday season you've ever had. I agree. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Wrapping up Spudcast right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market, or order it online, have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Are you ready to launch? The American Space Alliance wants to accelerate and support space exploration for the benefit of all Americans, and not just for national pride. You know how many products are created by and for NASA that we use every day? Scratch-resistant lenses, dustbusters, LASIK eye surgery, solar cells, firefighting equipment, LEDs, insulin pumps. The list just keeps on growing, and it needs to keep on growing because the next generation of space exploration has arrived and the American Space Alliance and NASA want you to be involved. You can follow ASA on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Go to exploreasa.org to find out more. So, okay, Sheriff Joe Lapinto, Jefferson Parish. Glad he's got that gig, I don't want it. Appreciate you guys tuning in here on the Spudcast. Coming up later in the week is uh, Thanksgiving, so I don't know if I'll be here. In the meantime, you can find this uh, podcast on uh, on Red Circle and Twitter and uh, Spotify and on Google Podcasts and on whew, all kinds of Stitcher and public radio and on my Facebook pages, Buzz Friends and Fans, John McConnell and the Big TZ. In the meantime, I hope you have a happy and safe Thanksgiving. I'll see you after that. Y'all watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan. 